This is uh, Stacy Presley here from Archer Energy uh, with another uh, episode of Direct Connect. And uh, we're here today to talk about our uh, favorite thing of all in security, which is passwords. We love them. We love having thousands of passwords to deal with. It's the most uh, um, secure thing possible out there. Right, Steve? Oh, I, oh, absolutely. Passwords are great. I, I use them all the time. Yep. yep. I use them too. Do you use the same password? Because that's easy, right? You just use the same password for every account and that makes things go uh, um, just smoothly. No, I, I don't. In fact, I, I, I have several passwords um, and I, I keep them handy in case I need them. Ah. So they're just you know sitting sitting on sticky notes under my keyboard. Excellent. Um, Excellent crap, idea. Crap. Did I, just, did I just show you my password? Yeah. Yeah. I it might have been an accident, but I'll forget them. I keep mine in my wallet. Yeah. I think that's the best. I've got more sticky notes, yeah. so I'm good to yeah. go. Yeah, I think the yeah. more passwords I have, it's just going to make it insecure for me because I'll forget it, and then how can I do my work? It would be crazy. All kidding, all kidding aside, obviously, we live in a world where we have so many online accounts, so many system accounts, and we have thousands and thousands and thousands of these. Some people might have five or six, but for me, I got probably over a thousand different accounts on various systems throughout the, um, the internet. And, uh, and it, it's unwielding uh, to try to manage. And, uh, and, and even to have a strong password, it's difficult to do. Um, as people have probably noticed over the last several years, uh, um, you know, online services, banks and such have really started enforcing those strong passwords, but they're all over the place. Nobody's common on this, right? Uh, there, there's all kinds of varieties of expectations of what makes strong. Um, and in that aspect, personally, I've started using phrases, Steve. I don't know what, what do you think about that? Um, using long phrases like sentences, uh, um, uh, a part of a poem, like the first sentence of ra the Raven. I use that occasionally. Oh, there I go again, giving away my password. Uh, now you got to change it, Stacey. You just, you just let, you just let us know. So, uh, you know, you know, it's a good point. I, I, there's a few topics I think we'll touch on over, over the next 10 or 15 minutes, but um, in, in, you know, my preference of course is to, to, to use a password manager where I don't have to remember the password, but for, for those situations where you do need to remember a password where the uh, account provider will allow it. Cause not, not every account provider will allow you to use a passphrase. Sometimes they don't allow enough characters. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they require you to have special characters or things of that nature. But I really love the idea of a passphrase. They're relatively easy to remember. And they're long enough that, generally speaking, is it going to be hard for a computer to guess those, right? right. Uh, your typical brute force attacks are based on the length of a password times the number of characters. And if you do the math on it, it becomes exponentially more difficult. Um, you know, one thing I would caution you on, on that, you know, the, the downside to a passphrase is, as you pointed out, if you were to use the first sentence of a poem, there's a finite number of poems that have ever been written. And so theoretically, somebody could take all the literature that's ever been written, put it into a computer and come up with a predictive algorithm on what they think the passphrases might look like. 
but even there, the likelihood of, the, of a computer getting it is, is much lower than it would be for a traditional eight-character password. So, Steve, is it true if I have a longer password, that's going to make it stronger? Just by doing that? Well, it depends. No, I mean, if your password is 26 consecutive lowercase a's, probably oh, not. Now i got to change that one. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> but if you're doing... You know, like say, you know, Jack and Jill went up the hill. If you look at the number of characters and for a computer to guess that, even if they were only trying to guess uh, dictionary words, uh, you know, the number of words, there, there's there's so many combinations when you get into longer phrases versus just eight characters. Um, I think in most cases, those phrases are going to be stronger, especially if you mix in maybe an uppercase letter or maybe a number or, or a character here and there. And what's, you know, what I've done in the past is, you know, I take a, I take a, a phrase, usually two words is what I use uh, that I know and I, and I have, and I start playing around with what would substitute an O. Would that be a zero? Um, or maybe... Maybe I have all O's mean one. And so I use a one instead of an O. Uh, so they don't, you know, guess that as the zero and O combination or the one and an L combination. But I mix it up on that. And then I, I try to mix in some kind of symbol, an at symbol or, or you know, a string or a, an explanation mark somewhere in the middle. I don't necessarily put it at the end or the, be or the beginning. Um, I try to mix it in within the word phrase. So I try to use long words. That's what I do. And, and and try to make them think something that I can remember. And then I kind of have my own rule set within my head of what I do on those substitutes. And, I, and that tends to work for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like the dollar sign. Dollar sign's a great symbol in, in my mind. Uh, yeah. I also like what it we represents. We like dollars, too. <laughs> for, for what it's for Absolutely. What it's worth. Exactly. exactly. And, um, you know, a lot of the things I hear, though, is the stronger I make it, the harder it is for me to remember. And that's when we just mentioned, you know, password safes, password uh, managers and such. Um, and those are great ideas. Uh, and some of them are integrated in tools we use every day, such as our phones. Um, our, the an Android and, um, and an iPhone have a password manager built into them. And the front door into that phone has the capability of having some strong authentication to start with a password passphrase a pin plus you know a face recognition or or a fingerprint of some sort um i think those are just kind of what we have to live with today in, in order to manage this you know these these things what do you think about the the password safe are they actually safe uh well, are they actually safe? I mean, nothing, nothing's nothing's entirely safe or fool, foolproof, or un, unhackable. But I think they are, you know, reasonably reasonably secure. They're widely used. They've been looked at by many many security professionals. Um, so I think they're probably about as secure as you're going to get in the context of of the internet. Uh, and I use one. They're they're very important. You know, I thought back to what what you were saying. How you use a passphrase and this and that. But one thing you said caught my attention. You know, thousands of accounts. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think you got me beat on that. I have probably hundreds of accounts, but you know, every website you go to, every service you buy, every subscription you buy, every financial account you have, email accounts, um, social media accounts, these all have, have passwords as authenticators. And it is impossible for any normal human being to remember all those passwords, assuming they're unique. Um, and, and they should be. We can talk more about why they should be, but 
Um, let's assume for the, for, for the sake of argument, they should be unique for each site. Nobody's going to remember 200 passwords in any meaningful manner, especially not at the length and complexity or length that, that we want. So a password manager, I think, is really critical. And, you know, for those who aren't familiar with the concept of a password manager, these are tools that will give you a, a reasonably secure place to electronically store your passwords for any number of accounts that you have. And many of them will integrate with your browser where they will automatically paste your username and your password when you go to a website. So it's very convenient, um, reasonably secure, and it makes it feasible for normal people to use unique passwords across every site and to use passwords that are long and complex and strong, um, really non-memorable in many cases, but you don't have to remember them because you have a tool to do that for you. The tools are wonderful and I use all, a lot of them because uh, I'm on a lot of different systems. So end up using a variety of different type of password managers uh, for whatever environment I'm working in. But they, they do enable those strong security controls around passwords, they enable those longer passwords with more complexity with them and allow you not to have to remember them in some cases. Now that's not even foolproof when you have like what I have, thousands of different uh, uh, passwords, and and that's because I started all this in you know the the nineties, right? <laughs> I've been at, I've been clicking <laughs> on everything and signing up for everything for years, and uh, you know that builds up over the time over time. But um, I've got into a new type of habit where I kind of use um, the password reset as my password manager, um, meaning I know I'm not going to remember it, so I change the password. Every time I go to my, my online bank, every time I wow. come up with a very complex password, I'm guessing I won't remember it, but I can do go through their password reset process and feel pretty comfortable that that's, that's relatively secure. Um, it's quick. I get an email, reset, come up with a new really super complex password, and I move on. It's a unique way of doing it, but it, it works for me. Yeah, it's, I, I would have never really thought to do that. But so basically you're relying on the security of your email because right? the bank will send you a link in your email to reset your password. Um, and you're relying on that and any other authentication they put around it as your security rather than just relying right. on, that, on that password. Right, yeah. I'm, I'm relying on the fact that I haven't been compromised <laughs> to some extent. But, you know, if you're changing your password that frequently, like I do on a number of different systems, I... I change it often and the likelihood of compromise of that system is very low yeah you mentioned you know change, changing passwords I'll, I'll admit i i'm not a big fan of password changes um mostly because i figure if, unless you think unless there's a reason to to suspect or believe or fear that your password has been compromised uh there isn't necessarily a need to change it i'm perhaps a little bit counterculture hmm. on that in the security world um but unique passwords. So you mentioned unique passwords, and I've talked about them being different for every site. Why is that important? To have uniqueness for each site, uh, for every account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, for every, for every, well, every site, every account. Right. So every account having uniqueness is um, it's it's a risk mitigation, right? Um, so if one gets compromised. You're not compromised everywhere, especially if you're using both credentials, the same user ID with the same password on multiple systems. One gets hacked, 
they could potentially get into all your systems. Um, that's why I always, always use a different password. Yep, that, that's a valid point. I think that's, uh, I believe that's what they refer to as password spraying attacks, where they'll compromise a database and then see if they can reuse uh, that username password on other sites. And so I say all it takes is one internet site to be compromised and potentially all of your accounts would be at risk yep. if you're reusing passwords. I remember uh, back in the early days of my computing career in the, in the 80s where um, somebody asked me if I had one wish about computers and, and, and what would that wish be? And back then my wish was, well, I wish we could do, do away with a lot of the wires. You know, why do I have to have a, a wire to listen to my music? Why do I have to have a, um, a wire to connect different devices to each other? Why, why can't things be wireless? And um, that was kind of a more of a unique concept back then. My wish now is that we can get rid of passwords. I want passwords gone. I can't see why that is a long-term viable solution for us growing our technology. Uh, we need to be more adaptive to the other types of forms of authentication, which are, you know, what you have and what you own kind of thing. Um, you know, more fingerprints, more facial recognition, more of those kind of components, um, tying those together and making them more accessible to different devices. I think that's key for the long term. Having to remember passwords and keep them in stored, it, it, we're always going to have a compromise somewhere. Yeah, that's a valid point. And I think we're perhaps making progress in, in, in that area. And I would wonder, there's a lot of focus on multi-factor authentication or two-factor authentication, where one factor is the password and another is maybe a code off your phone or a, a push notification on your phone. Um, do you think that that second factor is secure enough that you could get rid of the password and still have a reasonable I, authentication I, method? I think you're kind of hinting at that, right? I'm, I'm hinting that you still consider two factors, but maybe password's not one of them. Maybe it's two bio, biometrics. Or it really is that token that you have in your hand plus who you are. Um, it's what you have, who you are, not what you know. Stop the what you know component of, of that. And I, th I think that's a long-term win. So arguably, my my phone, if I if I uh, am required to you know do a face recognition to unlock my phone, and then my phone has a secret that generates a code that I put in, uh, arguably that could be considered a two factor authentication in, in a sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I would I'd certainly be down with that. Passwords are uh, can be kind of a kind of a nuisance, uh, in particular when you're uh, you know traveling on the road and trying to put your Netflix password into the hotel TV. <sighs> Uh, and it's 20, 20 characters all over the place. That's, that's quite the adventure. Um, by the time you get your password entered, it's time yep. to check out, right? There certainly are a, a, a necessary annoyance right now. And uh, I think the bo mm -hmm. bottom line, our point is, you know, make sure you spend some time uh, with your passwords, managing them appropriately, creating them appropriately. Uh, you know, make sure you have something that's... Uh, long enough with some unique characters mixed in, some unique numbers with passphrases, words that you can remember and utilize passwords um, managers where you can, uh, be it on your phone or, or a special product that you actually purchase. There's a number of them out there uh, that you can buy that are really good and integrate with your operating systems and your phones and all the, your different devices. So bottom line, I think that's our message here. Um, I think we're coming up with time. Steve, do you have uh, any last parting words for our uh, listeners? 
One uh, one last question. I'm going to go back to my to my prop that I uh, pulled up earlier with the uh, sticky notes on the back of the keyboard. Um, we're often advised, you know, never write your password down, but I'm not sure I agree with that advice. I think in some contexts, writing a password down is okay. What are your thoughts on that? Yes, I think um, I think it's okay in some contexts. It's um, there's a number of different controls that you can be applied to that. If you're in a a bunker underground and you have, you know, physically protection and you're the only person that's going in or out or it's a trusted group of people, why not write that down? What What's the risk there? Um, the risk is that your trusted person might use your password. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think there is context there that uh, can be applied where, where writing it down would be okay. Um, I think it gets down to also whether you have implemented um, two-factor or multi-factor authentication. Um, you know, there was a time where we talked about putting our social security number and our credit cards on the internet. Why? Because there was risk mitigation behind that, right? Um, we knew that there was insurance behind that. In in this case, um, when you're talking about passwords and multiple, uh, um, you know, authentications that are being applied. At, at you know on a logon on authentication if i just writing down my password they don't have my face they don't necessarily have my token um so the risks are much lower i don't know what what are your thoughts there uh it, it's it's inter in, interesting thought on you know uh the, the recourse on things um you know i'll agree with you on the writing the password down though if uh you know <clears throat> the risk of putting it under the keyboard is somebody who's untrusted comes up and you know, they flip your keyboard over, they have your password and your account to get in. But I know a lot of people who write passwords into notebooks and keep them in a secure location. Um, and, and I think that's okay, right? The point is to keep the password in a safe place where it can't be compromised. Sometimes writing things down are, uh, you know, can be a can be a valid option. And, you know, other information like, uh, you know, I think you mentioned your social security number and all that. Uh, it, it, it's funny how people approach security. Uh, I, I read an agreement from a bank one time and it said that I was not allowed to give out my checking account number to anybody, yet it was printed on the front of my checks. So you sometimes get into those things that seem reasonable, but they're really not. And so you have to evaluate the advice you're given against, right. uh, against sanity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Steve, it's been a great talking about our favorite password controls and and uh, I just advise everyone, you know, just take your time when you're de developing those and, uh, you know, keep them safe, keep them close to your heart um, and uh, look for ways to not use passwords and use some alternative multi-factor authentication when you can. And uh, I think that's it for us today. I hope everyone has a great day and uh, we'll see you at the next uh, Direct Connect. Thank you, Stacy. Been a pleasure. Not only is Direct Connect available to listen to, you can also watch each episode on our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Archer News Network. If you're interested in who we are and what we do, head on over to our website at archerint.com. That's archerint.com. You can also follow us on our social media platforms, Archer International on Facebook, Archer Energy Solutions LLC on LinkedIn, at Archer underscore INTL on Twitter. Thanks for listening, and check back every other week for brand new episodes.